For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. One of the best things that libertarians can do is to make themselves the most robust, healthy, and elite individuals that they possibly can, right? You need to work out consistently. You need to be a leader in your community. You need to be a shining example for the next generation so that way they don't tolerate um, these ideas that are so harmful to our liberties, that's the only way that I really won't. That's a very, very viable solution in my mind, at least. So um, if anybody disagrees with that, then, you know, <laughs> I'm all ears because I don't know what other way we get out of this. So what is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right all right hello hello everybody um thank you for tuning in to another episode of in liberty and health um i hope you are all liking subscribing and sharing this as much as possible um i am finally back from my honeymoon and my wedding um it was really really cool and i kind of wanted to talk about that today so this is going to get like personal but not you know in the bed <laughs> kind of personal but um i just kind of wanted to give some takeaways and some of my thoughts on some relationship stuff and also some of the stuff that i saw while i was on my honeymoon um so for those of you who perhaps aren't as familiar with me um, maybe you just started listening recently. Um, I'm now a husband, which is kind of crazy for me to think. Um, I, and of course, my first day back at work, I forgot my ring. Um, <laughs> I left it on top of my toolbox and it's still there. I know where it's at. Um, I had a coworker go and check on it. But anyways, um, I've been dating my wife, um, who is my fiance and girlfriend prior to that for um, a little over four years at this point. And I want to tell this story on the podcast. And I hope a lot of people kind of you know, find some kind of entertainment in it. But um, so we matched on two different dating apps and she had actually blew me off both times. So um, at this point, I would tell most people if they were in the situation that I'm describing here to move on and let it go. But um, it was kind of funny. I was playing in this band called Ezekiel, who you can see on that green poster right there. Um, if I were to zoom up the camera a little bit. Um, you'll see my band's name on there. The band was called Ezekiel, and we played mostly like 90s and early 2000s rock covers. And I um, actually really enjoyed that band. I played with some just really good musicians and really good people, and it was a lot of fun. So um, we played this show called Superheroes Believe in Miracles, and it's a great charity ran by um, some great friends of mine. And they donate um, a lot of money to children with cancer or any kind of disease that they kind of need additional help with. Um, I actually have the... Um, flyer up on the wall here but um so 
I was there and I remember seeing this girl who's absolutely stunning. Right. Well, um, anybody who knows me knows I like crown Royal and <clears throat> I was tuned up after my band's after my band's performance and had a whole ton of crown Royal in me. And, um, I decided to go up to her and ask her for her number. So initially I went up to her friend and said, Hey, um, who's your friend over there? And she's like, Oh, go, go, you know, you got to go talk to her, go talk to her. So, um, <clears throat> I proceeded forth and I went up and I talked to her and I said, Hey, I think I've seen you before. And um, surely enough, it was her, my wife now, Sarah, who, um, who was there at the event and she looked absolutely stunning and she still does every single day. Um, so I went up to her and I said, Hey, I think you left me on right a couple of times. So, um, you know, I, I would, what, what the hell's going on here? And she said, well, would you like my number? And I said, well, yeah, of course I'd like your number. So, um, <clears throat> I don't want to go into much more detail after that, but, um, you know, she gave me her number and then we started talking and then we went on our first date, um, the weekend after, and that was back in 2018. And, you know, now fast forward to four years later, um, we decided to go down to Bradenton, Florida. Uh, we flew into Tampa. And we decided to get married on the beach in front of um, some of our family and friends. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. The weather was perfect. Um, where we got married, Coquina Beach was just absolutely wonderful. The water was clear as could be. And um, actually, the next day, we did go um, scuba diving. It was a little bit chilly, but um, we did go scuba diving. And we saw, like, sharks and dolphins all over the place. So it was um, it was a lot of fun. We also picked sand dollars out of the water. But um so we were in near Airbnb and then we, um, after the weekend, spending the weekend there in Bradenton, we went over to Orlando and, um, spent the week there. And then I had actually met up with, um, somebody who's been on this podcast a couple of times, um, Saturday night, uh, Mr. Mark Clare from formerly of Lions of Liberty, now the Mark Clare show. Um, so we had a couple of drinks and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just really, really cool. So, um, some of the things I was thinking about when I was down there is that I, I've noticed that, um, a lot of relatively attractive men, like men who look like they take care of, of, of themselves, were with some pretty obese and what I feel like are women that are like beneath them. And I'm not trying to put any moral judgment here, but it's kind of something I've noticed throughout the last couple years, and especially as I've exited the dating market, that um, <clears throat> the more elite men, the men who really are the cream of the crop, right? They're blessed with good genetics. They take care of themselves, have a good job. And they're, you know, attractive to these women. They elicit a genuine desire response out of women. Um, they have more of the pick of whoever they want to have, right? So the these more elite men tend to get the women that they want to get. And then the men who aren't quite as elite, unfortunately, don't get that same pick. Um they're for whatever reason they end up settling with um, some obese and not particularly attractive women so uh, that's something i've noticed <clears throat> and i think it's going to continue as women are more and more exposed to the kind of the world that we've fostered where um you know just this whole economy and the way that um, really society is kind of set up to benefit society is set up to benefit women. Um, <clears throat> they don't need a, somebody that's going to provide for them. So, um, they're going to go for more short-term pleasure and they're going to find somebody who elicits more genuine desire and chase after them. And then later on in their life, when they're no longer as sexually attractive, they're going to settle down with a man who's not quite as gifted, um, <clears throat> 
I think that's going to be a more and more common thing. Um, the other thing I kind of want to touch on is that I saw a lot of trans people down in Florida, which, you know, for being King DeSantis land, it's kind of weird. But then again, we were also in kind of more densely populated cities. Um, it just doesn't seem natural to me that you have this many trans people running around. I don't think it's a healthy evolution of a healthy society. I think it's a sign that people don't feel they have a place and it's kind of a crisis of identity where people really don't feel they belong. So they're going to do something to get some attention from other people, whether that be coming out as trans or dyeing your hair, ridiculous colors and moving away from more culturally, socially normal things. They're going to try to stand out a little bit more to find their purpose. And not that I necessarily believe that nobody could be this kind of individual. Um, I just don't think as many people that are doing it, I don't think it's a natural thing. I do believe that there is an agenda pushed by um, nefarious people and nefarious actors. And I do believe that it's, um, you know, artificially being propagated that way. So I am stoked to tell you guys about the show's new sponsor. I am now working with MTS Nutrition, which is a brand that I've believed in for a very long time, and they run awesome cells and they have awesome products. So um, I want to tell you about their amazing protein powder, which you're going to ask me how many pounds I have of the protein powder, and the answer is all of them. So here I got red velvet cake, 25 grams of protein, and they have the amino acids and everything on there, 59 servings. Peanut butter fluff, uh, fluffernutter, 26 grams of protein, and then also the chocolate chip cookie, which literally has real pieces of chocolate chip cookie in there. So 27 grams of protein, 180. As I've talked about on the show, getting your protein in is very, very important, so make sure you hit that link below and purchase your protein powder through MTS Nutrition. Boom! So I don't have the answers for it. I do believe that we need to kind of have a return to tradition, if you will, where we kind of, I don't want to say go back to the old ways because there will be no going back. We're going to have to move forward where the culture and the systems that are, are going to have to change in a way that incentivize men to step up and take responsibility. Now, I know I sound like Jordan Peterson here, but where I'll push back on someone like Jordan Peterson would be the fact that he wants him, Matt Walsh, and a lot of these like Daily Wire-esque Guys, when they talk about masculinity, it's solely under the guise of men needing to step up, and all of it is men's fault, right? The reason why we have cultural and societal decays because of men's fault. And you could say to a degree, due to a lack of um, masculine men with masculine authority in government able to affect that um, authority that we're in the position that we're in, and there's a large degree of truth to that. But um, we also can't avoid the fact that women have kind of created this situation as well, that they're a guilty party as well. Um, and like I said, I don't know the way to move forward to curb this and to create a society that leans more towards, in my mind, socially conservative values, which I think are much more um, complementary to a free society Um I just don't know how we get there. Um, I do think maybe there will have to be some kind of government fiat where you start cracking down on the way that this is kind of propagating. I, I don't have the answers in my mind. Um, one of the best things that libertarians can do is to make themselves the most robust, healthy, and elite individuals that they possibly can, right? 
You need to work out consistently. You need to be a leader in your community. You need to be a shining example for the next generation so that way they don't tolerate um, these ideas that are so harmful to our liberties. That's the only way that I really won't. That's a very, very viable solution in my mind, at least. So um, if anybody disagrees with that, then, you know, <laughs> I'm all ears because I don't know what other way we get out of this. So um, kind of moving on from there, one thing that I wanted to pass upon to people and what's been successful in my relationship. And I don't want people to take this antidote as data, but um, I, I read from somewhere that people who felt like they knew each other relatively well um, and they had been dating for at least three years that um, generally those marriages actually last longer than people who didn't feel that way or got married a little bit sooner. Um, the other thing that I've read, and I think there's a lot of research to back this up as well, is that um, couples who actually move in after they get married actually tend to have a, um, a – their marriages tend to stay together more than people who move in before they get married. Now, unfortunately, I am a exception to that rule. I shouldn't say unfortunately because everything has worked out. But um, it, I heard Jordan Peterson – and I hate to kind of keep bringing him up, but I heard him explain it this way once and it resonated with me that when you move in with somebody and you're not married, it's kind of like you're just trying this person out. You're leaving the back door open. And in my mind, whenever Sarah had moved in, I felt like this is this, like we don't go back at this point. Now, obviously I have a plan B and I'll always be good no matter what happens because I'm going to make sure that my life and everything I need to take care of is always handled. And I have a great network of people to make sure that that's always my reality. But um, whenever she had moved in, I kind of solidified this as we're, we're taking this all the way, right? You're committed to me, I'm committed to you. And then now we obviously just kind of sealed the deal. Um, so one thing that's also been really helpful in my relationship is that we share a lot of the same values. She's pro-life, I'm pro-life. Um, politically, we align on a lot of things. And I, maybe this is going to rub people the wrong way, and I'm perfectly okay with that. But um, I don't think you can disagree politically and have a stable relationship. Some people may be able to kind of pass it off, but um, her and I's values are very, very closely aligned. And I feel like if your values aren't closely aligned the way that um, ours are, like we agree politically, um, I don't think you're going to have a very, very easy time navigating that relationship, right? So, um, and to kind of give this a little bit more of a dumbed down scenario, Somebody who like vehemently supports lockdowns and vaccine mandates and masking versus someone who's vehemently against all those things. How do you reconcile that inside a home, right? You're going to have somebody, you guys are just living in completely different realities and you can do that. You know, people can live like that, but I don't think they can live together like that. I just don't, there's too much friction. Um, now, and maybe that's just me, but I don't think I could do that. Uh, another thing that we both agreed on actually relatively early was that we both wanted children and um, we both wanted to kind of give our kids a better life than we had. And also infidelity was non-negotiable as in um, if her or I had ever cheated on one another, then it was done, right? There was no coming back from that. Um, I don't think men's innate drive is to accept um, women cheating. I, I don't think that we're built for that because we do want to know that the child is ours. We want to know that our offspring is going to continue on to the next generation. So therefore, it's very important that women are loyal to men. At least that's kind of the way that I see it. And 
um, role Tomasi talks about that a lot. And I think it, um, I think it's true. So um, kind of in summary, what's really worked for my relationship is us having similar values. We both agreed that infidelity is a non-negotiable. We both agreed we wanted children and we both kind of agreed on the future that we wanted for ourselves and then for our future family. Um, I feel like when you have those kind of lined up, then you really set yourself off on the right foot. Now, to get into some of the other stuff that I've heard, and I haven't read this research in quite a long time, but uh, when you come from parents who were together and you had a mom and dad in the household and um, they both you know, raised you well, then that increases your likelihood of staying together. Now, unfortunately, her and I, both our parents were divorced and um, you know, we've obviously done well for ourselves because we're in the position that we're in now. So... Um, that's one thing I've heard of IQ stuff. Now, a lot of people get really iffy about this, but um, higher IQ couples tend to stay together um, a lot longer. They have a lesser chance of divorce. Um, I believe religious couples actually stay together a lot more as well. Now, once again, this has been a very, very long time. So I dug into this research, but um, I think most of what I'm outlining here is just that your values really do have to line up and you have a lot less to fight about if your values um, are aligned, right? I mean, her and I may have disagreed on like the way that we may want to raise kids, but like we both know that we want children and we both know that we were vehemently opposed to lockdowns and that we both are very conscientious people and we want to just live a good life. We want to, you know, fix the timelines of our families. And that's not to say that our families are like these horrible drug-ridden people, but I, we seek to put history to the right, and it's going to sound pretty grandiose, but we do want to make the world a better place. At least that's my goal with um, having children and raising a family is that I want to be the change I want to see in the world. I know that's corny. I know it's cliche, but I really do want to see the world um, become better. And to a lot of people, they're a little bit deterred by having children because of the state of the world, right? Um, that doesn't deter me. In fact, it encourages me because um, – the, the other cliche is the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. What's up, everybody? Um, we're going to take a quick break and tell you about the show's sponsors. Um, we are brought to you by Element T Electrolytes. I've been using this stuff for years, and what I've honestly found is that if I didn't have electrolytes before some kind of cardio, and sometimes even before workouts, that my workout performance or definitely cardio performance would suffer greatly. Um, Sodium is responsible for every single movement pretty much in your entire body. and let's say you drink a lot of caffeine like I like to do, then um, maybe it is a good idea, like I do every single morning, um, put some LMNT chocolate electrolytes um, there in your coffee to get a little bit more sodium, potassium, and uh, magnesium in your coffee so that way whatever diuretic effect you get from the caffeine is pretty much diluted by the fact that you put chocolate salt in it. Um, also, it tastes really, really good. Get some uh, chocolate creamer, hazelnut creamer, or even coconut. And uh, mix that all up. It tastes really, really good. So uh, yeah, make sure you drop by, go to drinklmnt.com slash inliberty and health and uh, pick you up some electrolytes today. All right, guys. Thanks. Well, that one step is going to have to be you making yourself better. It's going to be you picking up that barbell whenever you don't want to. That's going to be you cleaning up that mess that somebody else left, but you know it should be there. That's going to be you putting your shopping cart away. This little stuff, it adds up over time. And then eventually 
you're going to find somebody that you love and then you can have a family with them. And then with due diligence, patience and love and caring and a good network, you can raise great children who are going to go on and hopefully make push the world in a slightly better direction. Like I said, this all sounds very grandiose, but um, this is really what I believe. And I do believe if we want to spread libertarian values, then you're going to need people who have families. It's, I know it's a long-term solution, but um, you need to pass these values on to your children and bring about the culture of appreciating liberty. Um, I don't know what other way to do that other than just as I've kind of alluded to throughout this podcast, making yourself the most robust, healthy, and elite individual that you possibly can, and also kind of raising your children with those values. And you shouldn't indoctrinate your children, but um, one of the sayings I've always heard was that you should demonstrate, not explicate. If you have to sit here and say all these things, then you're kind of already losing, right? Um, and people don't really listen to what you say all that much, right? They're going to see the way you behave and the way that you act. So um, it's been something I've kind of poked around with some people a lot. When I see people saying, oh, I'm so right-wing, right-winger, and you always see right-wing in people's bios. Um, not that I really like care, but it should be the behaviors that you demonstrate that show the person that you are and people kind of connect your values from there, right? It shouldn't have to be an, expl an explicitly said thing. If you're a good person, your actions will show that. At least that's kind of the way that I think. So this is probably gonna be a little bit of a shorter show. Um, there actually is a TikTok. I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, I love sharks, if you can't tell. Sharks and dinosaurs. So there's the little Jaws statue right there. And then there's the uh, little shark pet right there and then blue from build a bear right there um and then obviously my shark right here <laughs> my wife had called her had stayed over with her parents at their bungalow or whatever the hell it was called and it was probably like 15 minutes away from where our airbnb was and i drove over there and it was supposed to be for like my first look so they had like a boat dock in the back and i turned my back to their bungalow and it was supposed to be kind of like the first reveal. So like, I'm going to see her in her dress and everything, right? So I heard like this swish and it sounded like somebody put on a winter coat, but you know, whatever. So they walk her out and I turn around and my wife is wearing this giant inflatable shark suit. I don't know if you could find it on Twitter or on TikTok. It's there somewhere. I, I couldn't tell you where to find it. I'll see if I can maybe put it in the show notes, but um. It was, it was really cute. It was really, really funny. And um, even my wife's dad was wearing a shark polo. So uh, it was a really, really cool time. And I'm glad to be a husband. I'm a very happy husband. And I look forward to one day um, becoming a happy father and hopefully a happy grandfather. Um, that's kind of, in my opinion, the biggest goal that you can pursue in your entire life. Um because really what is left whenever you get old and you're dying and um, all the, you know, your teeth, your good looks and everything else are gone. If you don't have your family, what do you have? Um, so for everyone listening out there, I hope everybody had a fantastic week. Um, I hope this podcast helped you some way, some shape or form. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, you guys know where to find me, Kyle Matovic on Twitter. Kyle Matovic on Facebook, A Common Crown, um, In Liberty and Health, everywhere you can find podcasts. Make sure you check out the show's sponsors, LMNT Electrolytes, TigerFitness.com. I'll have those links in the description as well. And um, yeah, 
um, you know, go out there and do whatever you can to make the world a slightly less shitty place. Um, I'm trying to do my part as much as possible, but, um, you know, I, I can't do it by myself and I don't think anybody else can do it by themselves. And, um, you know, let's, uh, let's make Liberty happen to the best of our abilities. All right, everybody. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.